Part of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to the Art of Relationships Radio Show. This show is for you and to help listeners become more fulfilled, healthier, and happier in your relationships and lives. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor Greg Dozinski. The Art of Relationships radio show will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help in reigniting the passion in your romantic relationships. He also welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Master G. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It is Wednesday night. Yes, April 6th already, and it feels like freaking winter here in the D. <laughs> oh, and I'm laughing. That's not funny, though. I hate the cold weather, but as everybody knows, I definitely love the D, Detroit City. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the first-time listeners to the show. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and I'm your host, Greg Dzinski. Boy, I stumbled over my name, too. Uh, Detroit's love guru. Uh, Make sure to check me out, my website, www.theartofrelationships.org. And also, make sure you follow me on Instagram. Also, Facebook, okay? Spelling of my last name again is D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. My Twitter uh, name is, or I don't know, sign-on or whatever they call it, is uh, Greg's underscore A-R-T, okay? So uh, I love the follows. I appreciate it. I'm very humbled by the continued support and the growth of the show, and what else? Oh, trying to think. It is Wednesday night, and going to talk about, or hopefully talk about, you know, the is there still the man versus women scenario? And I want to tie it in with maybe... You know, is there such a blend, whatever, that there is not a separation of men and women today with the feminist movement and also our men becoming, what's the word I'm looking for, wussified? (laughs) If there is such a word with that, are men becoming uh, more, um, not manly. What's the definition of a man? So we're going to get into those and the stereotypes. And I talk about, you know, trying to get rid of male, female stereotypes with, uh, even in my book, Seize That Total Connection, Achieving the Emotional and Sexual Relationship You crave people, if you are listening to the show on the Spreaker app or at Spreaker.com, make sure you 
hit me up. You know, join us in the live chat. I want to hear your comments, your insights, and I'm always looking for feedback as far as ways to improve the show, ways to enhance the show, and make the Art of Relationships radio show, make that better for the listeners. That's you out there. After all, if it wasn't for you, the show definitely would not be possible, as well as, um, you know, be able to help you out. I love the inspirations, the suggestions I receive, and I'm always open and very, very welcome to hear any insights, any uh, show topics uh, that you have, okay? Uh, I am a relationship and sex specialist here in downtown Detroit, and I also work with grief and loss situations or challenges as well, okay? I Excuse me. Oh, my God, my voice is going already. And I want to, um, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, the men-women battle. We're also going to get on. It's been a while since I talked about that. Maybe the parenting status here in America uh, over the last maybe few years, maybe five years, and you look at the aspect with, um, you know, where are the state of parenting, what are the state of our kids nowadays in society, has the power gone to the kids based on political CPS reasons um, or status, which I'm not a firm believer of. We're going to get into those later on in the show as well. And the thing is, you know, there was a young, I'm going to say a punk ass that, you know, showed up on Facebook, and this is one reason I want to hit on the parenting domains, where, you know, there was an older, elderly lady in line, I don't know what store, doesn't matter, and getting, you know, got close to him, whatever, and he freaking cold cocks her for no reason. Looks like the lady was in her mid-70s and knocked her out cold. Um, it was just like asinine. It's like, where do people think... Um, that there's no respect, no regard for other people. And this topic uh, definitely, <clears throat> if you will, um, definitely hits a nerve with me and causes um, me to get maybe a little bit <laughs> overly excited. I mean, a lot of topics, though. sex, uh, relationships, of course. That's what the show's about. But we're going to talk about this evening, towards the end of the show, or maybe the second half of the show, about the relationship between parent and child and what our parents, you know, biggest concern or worries about is that, you know, that they're afraid that their kid won't like them, that they're they're always trying to get their kid or maybe live through their their own kids lives like they wish they were raised or had it. And that doesn't mean that you um, you know, sort of grant your child's every wish. And like I mentioned before, that your job is not to make your kid happy, right? Uh, you are setting them up, and we got a society of entitled, spoiled brats because of this, okay? Well, we are going to cover these dynamics 
in the second half of the show. I want to hear the difference of, I'm sorry if I'm clearing my throat, whatever, I freaking allergy issues going on, so I don't mean to be rude, um, so I want to apologize ahead of time if I happen to clear my throat a few times throughout the show, okay? As Cynthia, welcome Cynthia to the show. Um, welcome back, Cynthia. It's always nice having you on the show. And uh, for those out there uh, that are new listeners to the show, I do not, you know, mention your name in live chat or if you happen to give me a call, um, I don't mention your name without your permission. Those names you hear have given me permission a long time ago or have been followers of the show and, you know, have granted me, I don't know if you want to say rights or permission to mention their name on the show, but your name is confidential and very private uh, unless you grant me the rights otherwise, okay? You can also give me a call, 313-614-9498. One more time, 313-614-9498. Let's jump right into it, okay? And talking about men versus women. Now, is there still the adage out there that there is men versus women, you know what, the workplace, you know, there's, you know, the job scenario, right, we are talking about, and, uh, you know, there's laws about equal pay and equal, you know, rights and everything out there, we all, you know, they talk about women's, you know, earnings, women's income still is below the male, that of their equal counterparts in the same philosophy or, you know, job aspect. The wages typically are the same nowadays, right? The aspect of women's earnings, they're looking at, you have to look at per hour wages or, you know, if your salary, that are the salaries the same? However, women, are they not making as much because of maternity leave and maybe, you know, unfortunately taking care of maybe if they have a sick child. And I'm all about men and women sharing that duty, taking turns to take care of that, uh, their child. And, you know, overall, you know, women might have more health-related issues. You know, if they get older, they might have, you know, more, let's, um, issues as far as maybe hysterectomies, maybe problems with the ovary, breast cancers, you know, sad to say, they might have, they have more maybe internal organ aspects that have issues versus men. Let's face it, men, right? You don't see a doctor unless you're on your deathbed. So women might be, you know, they might make the same salary-wise, and they also might, you know, make the same Per hour, but you have to look at research, and a lot of uh, research is um, maybe bias, and you need to look at how that is done. You know, how is research? How is the research gathered? Who's doing the research? And are they telling the whole truth versus half? Um, you know, 
half-truths, half-lies. They're only telling you one part of the story. You know, women are making less than men. Maybe they are, but they're not looking at maybe why nowadays. And there's laws, regulations, and, you know, in place and so forth. And to protect that, which is great. I'm all about equal rights, equal, equal pay for women, um, left and right. Uh, Larry, welcome to the show. I'm glad you downloaded the Spreak Rap. Okay, nice to see you. You just gave me permission to use your name. Welcome to the Art of Relationships radio show. And Larry, you just mentioned I feel women should make the same as men. I agree. I've said this forever that, you know, they should equal pay for the equal job. Sorry, people. <laughs> um, I'm all for that. Women should make the same as men. I'm, you know, all about equality, gender equality, age equality, you know, racial equality, big time across the board. And does society out there, do you still view it as it is a man versus woman society? And do you look at so many gender roles are maybe blended, if you will. Do they have as many gender roles as they did maybe 50 years ago, 40 years ago, even 30 years ago? I think there are so many blended, and I want to look at the dynamics about, you know, are there still um, gender identity issues regarding a man's role and a woman's role, and why does it have to be men versus women or women versus man? And we look at this in a lot of situations dealing with, you know, unfortunately, you know, maybe individual clients have just gone through a breakup or gone through a divorce situation. They're, you know, grieving and they want some, you know, help through that grieving process and to get through that. So, you know, they're in my office, whatever. And it's, it's kind of ironic where it's cool to see because I see, a lot of women and men, I don't see as much bashing as I did maybe 8, 10, 12 years ago where, um, you know, all men are this, all women are that. Um, I don't see that that much. It, it's pretty cool because they're, they're singling out the individual versus the gender that you saw I'm going to say maybe 20 years ago where it was huge, men versus women. All men are like this. All women, you know, are like this. And I wonder why we can't get uh, along. Um, Larry, I agree. There are jobs that women can do better than men, like maybe oral uh, blowjobs. But, um, no, oh, wait, did I just say that? <laughs> um, and I wouldn't be mad that if my woman made more than me. Good for you, Larry. <clears throat> Um, Cynthia, the gender roles are changing, have been for some time. I do see things changing in the workplace as well as far as salary is concerned. I do do that. And there's a lot of regulation going on, you know, with the federal laws and regulation regarding equal pay. And like I said, I am all for that. Now, if, you know, you can get into physical physical employment aspects, right, where maybe a man is required to lift 100 pounds, but a woman doesn't have to do that because of physical strength, but she ends up 
getting the same amount of pay, but can't do the equal amount of work. Now, is that right? Ooh. So I want to stir the pot on this issue, and I want to have people to give me a call on that and see what their perspective is. Uh, 313-614-9498. And you can also join us in the live chat, right? Uh, Cynthia, you mentioned, sadly, I was thinking the same thing. I do better BJs. <laughs> well, wait a minute. How would you know... Uh, if um, anyways, <laughs> no, I do see the evolution and the equality going on with women. You know, you have more women that enjoys, you know, maybe even playing or engaging in watching sports, going to a Tiger game and or maybe, uh, well, a Lion, Detroit Lions, they don't play football. Um, <laughs> that's bad, isn't it? Because <laughs> they suck. Um, <laughs> do you look at <laughs> the elements or, you know, a Pistons game, Red Wing game? You see a lot of women, um, you know, participating in that where it was just simply a, a man situation, okay? And do you look at the elements that, um, you know, do you look at those and can you center on those dynamics that, you know, maybe there are a lot of similarities versus differences between men. And we look at, we get in a lot of trouble when there are gender roles going on, um, you know, going on to the elements to where um, there are so many similarities. And I talk about this in my book, Seize That Total Connection. And I sort of Okay, I bash, not sorta. Uh, the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, to where there is such a separatist view that, and they keep the separatist view about men, you know, men are over here, women are over here, instead of looking at the individual person and what they both want, maybe the differences in how they want to be loved or how they want to be listened to, how they want to be you know, caress, instead of looking at it as an all women or all men, you need to look at it as an individual aspect. And I talk about the elements about, um, I talked about this a while ago where I've done a somewhat of a experiment uh, when I do uh, teach a certain psychology class, maybe years, years ago, um, where I teach now, they don't allow the time frame. But I would do, you know, what women want in a relationship or what their ideal partner is and what men. You know, I'd separate the men, take them out in the hall or separate classroom. And you know what? You both of them, you know, you are to work together in a group and come up with what is your ideal woman partner? What is your ideal man or slash partner? <clears throat> There's one one key ingredient, though, you cannot kick on or hit on, if you will, physical characteristics. And it's ironic. I've done this for, I used to do it for years, and it never failed. They were like mirror images of each other. Women wanted the same Men wanted the same, you know. Men wanted someone that was funny, independent, um, whatever, wanted sex. Women wanted someone funny, independent, 
wanted, enjoyed sex, you know, given uh, men wanted women that love given oral. Women wanted men that love given oral. It was almost identical. After every class, every year, they were basically the same. So you start looking at, and I started looking at the dynamics and, you know, using this to help my work and helping relationships and gender stereotypical aspects to where, um, yeah, we, Cynthia, we did do this in human sexuality class. I did this more in a community college uh, class I used to teach for years before I were do now because, you know, they allowed 16 weeks versus the 10 weeks. So I had a little more time to do this. And I did do this in human sexual class as well a little bit. And you look at, you want the same thing. So why are there so many divorces? Why is there this continued battle, women versus men? I want to get rid of the battle about this and come into the element where, you know what, why don't men and women join together and look at the individual aspects that women want to be loved, cherished, adored, feel important, be craved, um, you know, be desired. Men want the same damn things, right? So if you look at this and you look at the elements to where you both want the same thing, now, this is where the individual aspects come from. You need to look at, forget about how all men are, how all women are. Like I said, you're going to run into a huge problem with that, and it's going to turn into a bashing element. Again, we're getting rid of, we're getting rid of the versus, right? Men versus women, women versus men. We're getting into about a combination of men and women versus battles, you know, the battle aspects. And looking at, okay, check on the individual woman. How does your lady, how does she want to be loved, desired, uh, maybe made to feel important, uh, valued? You know what? You need to hit on that individual. Forget about all other women. You need to hit on what your lady does and do the same thing for a man. Don't think every man wants you know, oh, dinner ready and stereotypical, right? A man's all about this, a beer and sex and he's happy. Not necessarily. You need to hit on coming together as an individual versus just the gender identity aspect, okay? There are two stereotypes, and I talk about this numerous times on the show, on Facebook, um, in my blog about, you know, getting rid of the stereotypes. But, like I said, I do agree with the two stereotypes that men compartmentalize better than women, meaning that, you know, men can, you know, almost like a file cabinet in their brain, right? In the file drawers, you know, problems at work, the kids are fighting, money issues. They can forget about, you know, they file them away and they key in or get tunnel vision on one aspect. That's where men, you know, can have all these problems going on and still be in the mood for sex. <laughs> where women, right, it is like a cluster going together. They don't have file cabinets in their brain chemistry or in their brain. Women have uh, a potpourri, if you will. They have a ball of yarn going on all over the place. I don't mean that to criticize you ladies, but they have like a web. They got this 
chain or wire all woven all over like a ball of yarn so they have a hard time separating okay a kid's sick i got issues at work my friend um is having problems that's why i can't be in the mood for sex how can you be i have all this going on how do you expect me to be in the mood for sex that's where a lot of women they have a hard time separating that or compartmentalizing okay cynthia you just said wtf okay i'm trying to figure out what the hell you mean (laughs) oh But you look at, and not only those elements, stop talking about me. Cynthia just mentioned that on the live chat. No, it's fun talking about you. Anyways, so, you know, women need to understand this and men need to understand this as well. And the other element about, you know, the main differences that I do agree with, you know, are men, you know, they show empathy by wanting to fix things. And women just want men to vent, right? These two are probably the biggest, the main differences that, you know, I see between the gender aspects due to biochemistry aspects or whatever. Um, You know, men show their empathy. Woman has a problem, they want to fix it, where women might just want to vent. So men need to understand to show the empathy in the way women want right, which is effective to the woman, and the woman needs to understand, well, the guy just wants to fix it, that means he cares. He cares about the situation. If he didn't want to fix it, he wouldn't give a shit. He wouldn't care. So part of those elements, a part of the dynamics are looking at that um, to understand each other. Instead of looking at the differences and trying to understand the big separation between men and women. Oops, excuse me, people. Um, I had to sneeze. How unprofessional. Um, so hopefully I turned the mic off in time so you didn't hear me sneeze. <laughs> um, but you need to look at, forget about the men versus women in society. We need to look at you know, coming together, men and women coming together about what you need as an individual. What does it mean to be a man to you? What does it mean to be a woman to you? And forget about, you know, the gender stereotypes other than learning about how your partner wants to be loved, how they want to be showed that they are important, that they're desired and cared for, right? Um, you know, the old stereotype with men, right? Men, you know what? Men are horny when the wind blows, right? Men are horny all the time. That's not necessarily true. Not at all. They could be stressed. They could be worried about money. Yeah, they compartmentalize this, but they can only, they might compartmentalize money or whatever, like I said before, but they might be stuck on that and it causes stress. It causes problems. Or if their wife or girlfriend is always negative, you know, always complaining, always negative about the word and everything, that wreaks havoc as well. Men being negative all the time, that is very grueling and it's very exhausting emotionally and mentally. So that could cause the man to peace out and not necessarily be turned on or maybe horny would be a better word. You know, and there's women out there, they want sex every day too. Um, you know, so it's you gotta look at the individual elements 
verse is, men are like this, women are like this, okay? So you need to get more into the dynamics about the individual aspects versus, ah, the stereotypical separation between men and women. Work together, okay, people? Um, Drake, welcome, Drake. Welcome back in the Midnight Crew. Um, Drake, you mentioned uh, on the live chat, so easy to walk away. It's so, you know, accepted. Even having kids can be, you know, decision based on income or fear of not being the role model a child needs. Um, I might need a little collaboration on that, Drake, as far as what you're getting at. And I, I agree, you know, you're looking at dynamics where um, maybe it is for men, you know, men walk away and, you know, it's easy, for, you know, a lot of women, old men just walk away. They don't want to be a dad. And, um, you know, you look at those elements to where, you know, the gender roles of being a parent. There's a lot of guys out there now that have custody of their children talking about gender roles where, you know, mom is out of the picture. Mom might be in jail, prison. Mom might be a drug addict, alcoholic, and very unhealthy for the kids. So, you know, you look at those elements too. You hear, you know, a kid's mom is most important. Not necessarily. You have to look at both parents, I think, are equal in those elements. So we need to look at the dynamics of the individual elements and individual characteristic versus this man and woman role. And I do think that there are, you know, situations as far as, you know, what does it mean to be a woman in 2016? And what's it mean to be a man um, in, you know, the same time frame in this year, 2016? What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? And I love this. There's this big, um, I don't know what you want to call it, hipster movement going on with the guys in these scruffy beards. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is this? <laughs> um, and I'm like, man, I, I, I'm not a big fan of it, right? Um, could I grow a beard like that? Yes. Do I want to? No. I don't want to poke and tickle the thighs of a potential special lady <laughs> with that beard. Um, you know, so you look at, does that make you more of does it make you more of a man nowadays because you wear a beard, whatever? But what about your role? What about the aspects about, you know, being a man or being a woman? Or do you think, do you think that's sort of washed away now? And should there be, okay, these things are what it takes to be a man. This is what it takes to be a woman. Do you think that is even necessary now? And you, you know what? When we're talking about, you know, men and women and attraction aspects, and I think I talked about this a few shows ago about the dating elements and, you know, what it takes and trying to be your own person, whatever. And the big thing is about, you know, a man or a woman. I think what draws attraction is that you're able to speak your mind. You're not a doormat. And you know what? 
sense of humor and confidence are huge, both for men and women. Um, Larry, you mentioned just on live chat, I worked with a guy who has a man bun, uh-oh, wears claw, clothes too small for him and drives a BMW. He is a girl. Uh-oh, Larry, are you being stereotypical? See, that's a good, good, Larry, I don't mean to use you as uh Maybe an example. What makes you think, because he wears a man bun, you know what? Um, I'll leave that alone. Where's clothes too tight, which are, you know, the big thing about these skinny jeans and all this stuff, um, that you look at, drives a BMW, and he's a girl. Um, what element makes him a girl? Is it the way somebody dresses? Is this the way somebody, what about a man that wears um has longer hair and wears a ponytail. If I remember right, I think a lot of women, freaking a lot of women love, what was it, Jackson, son of anarchy. And once in a while, he'd have his hair in a ponytail, and women freaking love that, right? Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the man bun. Uh, Larry, you mentioned a bodybuilder. Doesn't mean a bodybuilder necessarily is a woman. <laughs> yeah, the big thing, yeah, and Drake, touched on that in the live chat big time it's you know the the metro male what is does that mean you're a male or what does a metro male metro female mean uh and do you does that further blend the um does that further blend the gender aspects or what are the elements between you know a metro male or metro woman and should there be such a thing right should there be a difference again a battle of the sexes and you look at you know the elements to where you know does there have to be a defining line between a man and a woman and or is it just someone you're attracted to and are you comfortable in your own skin does that make you a man or a woman right very interesting and this is gets very confusing because you talk to you know you talk to people that are maybe my grandparents age my parents age even or maybe even even a little older and i am even in my um even at my age, uh, that you look at dynamics, you know, they have a symbol, if you will, or an identity of what a man is. Oh, man, do that, and a woman's got to listen to a man. I'm like, are you real for real serious? <laughs> um, you know, every generation has a different element of what it is that a man does, what a woman does. And you look at the situation you know, is that correct? Is it wrong to think that and to isolate gender stereotypes and further get into that element? We have women now in the military, right on the front line. So is that wrong? Yeah, I don't know. You know why? If, you know, a woman on the front line and she's PMSing, man, what better freaking uh, partner do you want than a pissed off woman PMS on the front line? Sicker on the enemies, right? Oh, wait. 
was I just being gender biased there? But um, do you, you know, I'm going to get a bunch of women all PMSing at the same time. They'll kick some fucking ass. Oh, excuse my F-bomb there. I shouldn't even uh, do that. <laughs> I apologize for the F-bomb. But do you, do you sick, uh, you look at those aspects and you look at that um, element and you look at, Larry, you're in the live chat. You mentioned about, um, yeah, I know what the metrosexual guy aspect, you know, who was manicured, you know, maybe from head to toe, or do you look at um, that, you know, the metrosexual guy manicured, or the big thing is now about manscaping, and how many people, I recommend manscaping, especially in the genital realm, because I'm firm on you know, do unto other, <laughs> do unto yourself what you would want them to do unto you about shaving or trimming neatly, right? You don't want to choke on any hair. You don't want to poke yourself in the eye on any hair. You don't want to pick any hair out of your teeth. <laughs> so do you look at, um, you know, is that a wrong thing? That, you know, I'm all for it. And I'm all, I promote manscape and whatever. Does that make the guy gay? Does that make the guy less of a man because if he manscapes? Not at all. I think it's more about how you carry yourself versus, um, you know, what does that mean? And we can get into sexual orientation. You know, the old stereotype that, you know, a lesbian, oh, she's more like a man than a woman or a guy that's gay, um, you know, a guy that's gay is not a man. And you know what? It No. You have to look at, there are so many different ways to identify what uh, a man is and what a woman is. And there's so many stereotypes out there that you look at the element to, you know what, what would it take to signify? Maybe what is your identity as a man and can you play that role? And what is your identity as a woman and can you just play that role and be more comfortable with yourself as a woman, as a man, and quit this bashing men versus woman role? And I do see, I think I see this more the last five years, uh, maybe more than that. I'll say five years, I'll stick with that element to where, you know, I don't see as much of the battle between the sexes that was gone on 20, 30 years ago. I even think there were, crap, wasn't there even a, like a game show on almost like a obstacle course thing, you know, the battle of the sexes type thing? And it sets up stereotypically and societal-wise to instill and keep feeding the battle of the sexes, where I think it shouldn't be the battle of the sexes. It should be more of a conjoint and looking at how do you work together into a terrific relationship versus battling a man, a woman element, and what do you do? And do you think men are more wussified, um, if you will, or they're acting more like women, and women are more controlling, more you know, telling the guy what to do, and a man is not speaking his mind anymore, maybe what they used to do years ago. And I think the element comes in to where people, maybe instead of man versus women, they look at the element to where, 
You know why? That you're not comfortable in your own skin, be it a man or a woman, and you're not able to speak your mind, and you start selling yourself out to try to make the other person happy or trying to be what the other person wants. While I, and I'm all for that. However, when you start losing yourself and you start losing your identity, then I think that's where you're viewed as less of a man, less of a woman, and it's not necessarily about the gender as a whole. I hope that makes sense. Okay, I am going to take uh, the first break of the evening, (laughs) and I'm going to be back in a few moments. Okay, people, thanks for listening. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and I will be back shortly. Thank you. You're listening to the Art of Relationships radio show. On the podcast, Detroit Network. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Just another song You'll never hear about a girl I've never met This is just another lie Whispered in your ears so you'll think that I can make it This is just another ride Taken by surprise with no clear end in sight This is just an empty line You've heard a million times that I've used to make it right A chance meeting in a parking lot Getting high off of a pointless talk You remind me of the songs I used to fall asleep to A perfect vision of the melodies that I would sing to And I've been using trick I know to send a message through the radio this is just a sad attempt an evening spent at trying to catch your eye this is me crying out for attention so you don't just pass me by this is just a lucid dream I've made to seem like the best parts of life and this is just an empty hand with spaces for your fingers laced with mine Excuse me, I think you're the one I'm meant to find in this life But I've been lost for quite a while Cause you remind me of the songs I used to fall asleep to
and bass from the bottom I carry everything I face I've been blessed I've been granted from that I take moving on maybe muffles up my mistakes with age lost wisdom of the time it takes seeing life is a chance or a time to waste got the urge to try to change what I can't feel I lose turn to faith think I win then that's faith my surroundings shape what I create make my concerns what I Change, humble myself to whatever outside my lane As I see my life like it's a game It's a lot that I can and I can't explain Forget my mind, not my heart If I push you away Never mind your intent to ever be that way Along the way, if you feel I've left on my path As I seek success, I wish you the best If you're feeling it's a lot that I'm forgetting And I'm different or I'm still myself I wish you the best Along the way, if you feel I've left on my path As I seek success, I wish you the best If you're feeling it's a lot that I'm forgetting And I'm different or I'm still listen, myself Listen, listen, listen Time travel through the music Reminisce on what I did in ways I used to do it Hip-hop is my influence, good and bad, both ran congruent Taking on the world and was never was proven Cause I knew everything and everything was stupid What about me and anything I'm doing? I gather peers and they fed into it So I knew more rappers and people who work And more producers and those in the church Not what I promote, but imagine the scope Where every day you converse about rhymes you wrote And beats to pick that I go with this No attention in class cause my focus is To use rap as a platform to blow up big Me and my friends, that's how we live Along the way, if you feel I've left on my path as I seek success, I wish you the best. If you're feeling it's a lot that I'm forgetting and I'm different or I'm still myself, I wish you the best. Along the way, if you feel I've left on my path as I seek success, I wish you the best. If you're feeling it's a lot that I'm forgetting and Listen. I'm different or I'm still myself. Listen. Reach many goals, maybe set them low I reflect on life with a lot to show Without much hat, attitude to get my own Humble myself, that's how I took that on So the people of my past, they'll often ask What and how I'm doing ever since the last Tell them that I'm blessed just for what I have Nothing special kind of ruin, that's my path And they thinking I'm religious when I'm close to sinners Don't live my life by rules, man is written Seeking knowledge for myself and my past decisions Refilling, rethinking what had me in it Seeing faces, your memories and emotion If I seem off-putting, no, I'm always open What was and what is change where I'm going That's why history is so important Along the way, if you feel I've left on my path As I seek success, I wish you the best If you're feeling it's a lot that I'm forgetting And I'm different or I'm still myself I wish you the best Along the way, if you feel I've left on my path As I seek success, I wish you the best If you're feeling it's a lot that I'm forgetting And I'm different or I'm still myself Hey, welcome back everybody This is the Art of Relationships Radio Show And this is your host Greg Tuszynski, life since professional counselor, sex specialist. We can throw grief and loss aspects in there 
in the mix in downtown Detroit City, baby. And you are live, or we are live back on the Art of Relationships radio show. Thank you so much for tuning in and the support of my work to help many people out there, or hopefully helping many people out there. Uh, Much love and peace to everybody out there. And we were talking about men versus women and trying to get rid of the alienation and the separatist view. And also, you know, not only that, trying to hold on to your identity of what it means to you to be a man, what it means to you to be a woman, and trying to, you know, be comfortable in your own skin. And the elements to, you know, those aspects. And do you look at, you know, the men out there in this uh, hipster, scurvy, I say scurvy looking beard um, out there out there? Is that hot for a lot of women? And you see a lot of guys out there in these, you know, un, I don't know, untrimmed, maybe unmanicured beards out there. And, you know, you got attractive women with them. Do women find that? Does that make them more of a man because they have a beard? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's very misleading. How you look, how you, you know, how you look, how you dress, is that is that representative of a man versus, you know, how a woman dresses? And to look at, you know what, do you look at the character of the person and what is attractive to you about that character or, you know, how they carry themselves? And do we have our own, um, you know what, do we have a, you know, our own identity of what a woman is and what a man is? And me, to be, you know, what I'm attracted to in a woman and, you know, do I have an identity or what I want in a woman? Yes, I do. But I have different, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, hair color. And I have a different, um, <laughs> talk about stereotypes earlier in the show about men and women, a uh, separateness view. I got a, maybe a stereotypical view on <laughs> women and personalities and hair color. Um, you know, do you... You know, do you look at the elements of, you know, does it take a man to do this? Does it take a man to do that? And Larry, I'm not, you know, Larry on live chat there. I'm not busting about the, you know, I'm just wearing what I like. No way am I a hipster. I wear camo and like guns, wrenches on cars. Larry, I get that. And there are, you know, men that have worn beards, freaking Abe Lincoln, you know, back in the presidency, you know, men may have worn beers for a long time, but it seems like a lot more um, people that, um, you know, are just wearing beard as a fashion statement, whatever. Uh, and Cynthia just mentioned, Greg is a man whore. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I admit it. I admit it. Um, no, <laughs> um, you know, so... I know, you know, do I like a woman that's manly? No. Um, do I like a woman that's confident, able to speak her mind, jokes around, can have a beer, go see a game? Absolutely. And you look at, you know, we all have our identity of what we define as a man or a woman. My concept is, or maybe what I'm trying to promote is, say, you look at the individual versus, you know, the gender being a man is like this, a woman is like this, go more on the character of the person, try to learn about that 
person versus, you know what, she's a woman, she's like this, pigeonhole or stereotype, uh, or confining the elements of, you know, this is a, she's a woman, so she must like this. She is like this, and a man, you're a man, so you're like this. Not necessarily. Um, oh, Princess Fu, welcome to the Art of Relationships radio show. And as always, we love you. We love having you on the show. Um, so welcome. Uh, there's actually quite a few people listening live, which is awesome. And I'd love to have people maybe jump out of their comfort zone and join the show in the live chat or give me a call, 313-614-9498. And it seems like a lot of people might be a little bit intimidated or maybe spooked to give me a call and answer questions um, on the show, right? Any questions you have, the Art of Relationships radio show is about you and trying to help people live a happier, healthier uh, life as an individual. And you also look at um, not only that, but to try to get a reignited, closer relationship on all levels possible than you ever thought you know, imaginable, okay? So we're going to look at the elements to, you know, men, women, and all this stuff. Now, do we switch the game plan about men and women covered on the first part of the show? Uh, you know, getting rid of gender stereotypes, looking at your view of a man, your view as a woman, and looking at, you know, what does it mean to you? And is it right, wrong, and different? And trying to look at men and women coming together learning from each other. And that's what I do with couples too. I want you to learn about each other. Try to place each other in each other's shoes, if you will, and trying to learn what emotions are going on versus uh, the arguing, the yelling, the screaming, trying to be, oh, all men are like this, all women are like that. And, you know, get rid of that. Learn about each other. And I talk about it in my book about gender stereotypes and basically what I'm talking about now on the show. Yes, I'm plugging my book, Seize That Total Connection, Achieving the Emotional and Sexual Relationship You Crave. Baby! Woo! Available on Amazon. Um, and you can also, there's links on my website, theartofrelationships.org. And I am going to have, if everything works out, I am going to be having a sponsor starting next week for a couple shows, and hopefully it'll turn into a long-term partnership. And it's going to be about a luxury panty, oh baby, luxury panties, uh, mail order, ooh, panty of the month. And I'll get more into that as the details are finalized. And from what I saw on um, the information I'm seeing in the website, that, oh, baby, baby, Victoria's Secrets, eat your heart out, baby, because these are freaking hot. (laughs) So I'm very excited about that. Um, And hopefully that will turn into a set of a two-episode trial basis sponsorship. It'll turn into a very, uh, 
you know, very happy, very great partnership that I can help spice up people's ooh, love life, maybe with some special panties. Ooh, ooh. And we'll get into that uh, a little bit. Now, uh, we are going to get into parenting dynamics. And the element that brought me to this, I touch on parenting dynamics once in a great while. And, you know, we can talk about gender roles, men, women, what about boys and girls, but I want to get into the parenting elements. And a couple things um, maybe brought this up tonight about the topic tonight is stuff I saw on social media about a punk kid. Yeah, I'm going to say a punk kid, maybe, I'm going to say maybe between 17, 19, somewhere in there. I don't know the exact age. Was that a checkout? And I saw this in a social media. I can't remember which one. They had a video. And an older lady, maybe in her mid-70s, she was older, mid-70s, and she was getting close, you know, to this young punk. And he freaking flat out just punched her in the face, knocked her out for no freaking reason. No, excuse me, ma'am. And elements like this where there's no respect of other people, this comes down to parenting and how kids are raised. Are they raised that, okay, you don't get your way. You know, someone maybe cuts you off in traffic, maybe accidentally, not on purpose, that you look at the elements to where, you know, how are we raising our kids today? And I have a big, big um, issue with that. Princess Fu, oh, my God, they asked, yeah, I saw the video today. Um, and I'll, maybe I'll share it if I find it. I'll share it on um, my Facebook. Actually, I think a listener of the show, and, you know, she's in live chat once in a while, Shauna, um, that I think she was the one that posted it, if I'm not mistaken, and I saw it. On, actually, I think it was on Facebook. And... I my thoughts and I quote on that 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 punk yeah I do say a punk you know punches out a seventy five year old woman I'm like are you kidding me for no reason at all they should torture that punk's ass plain and simple there's no ifs ands or buts about it they need to torture him and it's like you look at how was this kid raised was the raised about manners about respect and how to deal with people or are you raised and are you raising kids in a parenting domain to where it is you know what you are treating these kids as entitled little freaking brats that you know what you're sugarcoating everything for them you want your kids to be you know happy and you look at it's your job as a parent to make your kid happy no matter what oh my god my kid can't be disappointed they can't cry and you know throw a temper tantrum because oh my god i'm a bad parent no it isn't your job as a parent you're a good parent if you are setting responsibility and discipline standards in your home and for your kid okay um you look at the element to where uh if you are always, you know, trying to sugarcoat things for your kid, trying to protect your kid from the real world, yes, I get about age-appropriate aspects, but you need to teach your kid responsibility, and there's consequences for your kid's 
actions. You need to teach your kids this, that, yeah, if they do something wrong, there's going to be a consequence, not sugar-coated, not, okay, you're in timeout for 30 seconds because you cry and I feel guilty and, okay, you learn your lesson. Bull! You need to be more disciplined and stop being your children's best friends, right? You need to look at that element to where your job is not to be your kid's best friend. And I sound like I'm on a tangent, and I am, okay? I'm on a tangent. Um, The way these kids are and the way they're developed and the way society has these kids where everybody gets the trophy element, that's not how the real world works. And you're setting up your kid instead of, handling setbacks, handling, um, you know, the world is not fair, people. We know this. We know this as adults. We need to teach our kids that the world is not fair and to be able to handle and to be able to self-soothe and to be able to self-comfort and realize the world is not fair. What can I do to handle that? And instead of these parents, not all, but these parents are raising these kids to think, that the world revolves around them. And if there is an issue and they don't like something, that the world bends and the rules should be bent to suit their needs and make them happy. And it is, it's sad and it's pathetic. And we need to band together um, and look at what the hell is going on. And a lot of these laws are done by politics and political aspects. And I think that... Um, you know, I think the element is that they they are designing that these kids have more power than the parents. CPS elements, and I'm not, you know, they're important. I get it because there are kids out there. There's a difference between being disciplined and being abused. A huge difference. But I think a lot of these aspects and a lot of these parents are looking at the elements to where, oh my God, my kid is this way, therefore I got to bend the rules. I got to change the rules because my baby is upset or feelings are hurt. That is ridiculous and that is crazy. Um, Larry, you mentioned that's why kids are voting for Bernie Sanders. Free shit, LOL. I don't think, you know, Bernie Sanders, and I'm not getting, I hate politics, but Bernie Sanders has some, I think, good things in store, but um, I don't necessarily think, and I get where you're going with that, and I, I, your other comment, my parents raised me that if I want something, I had to work for it. I am huge on that, Larry, and I agree with you 100% that if you want something, you got to work for it, and sometimes it still might not go right, but that's the world. The world is unfair. It sucks, and you can empathize with your kid, but you need to teach them that instead of changing everything, changing the rules and schools and everything else that are suited so these kids aren't disappointed, that they're always happy. That is BS, and we are raising, well, not me, forget about me, you know, a lot of people out there are raising these spoiled, entitled kids that, oh, my God, I got to make my kid happy all the time. I got to make them get whatever they want, and we are setting up, and I, I hate to see how the work ethic and responsibility or lack thereof are going to be in the next generation or two to come down the road. Um, 
I, I, it scares me. You know, it's, it's pathetic. Um, Cynthia, you mentioned, my daughter said to me once, if you spank me, you'll get in trouble. I said, let me know how you like living in a house with strangers. <laughs> Needless to say, she has never used that again. I never did have to spank her. I agree. And I think there's a difference between a spanking and a beating and abuse. And I get that. Um, and Cynthia, you also mentioned on live chat that, um, you know, unfortunately, too many kids are diagnosed with something and are taught to believe that diagnosis is who they are rather than something they may or may not have. I always tell, um, I'll, I'll mention your son on there, Cynthia. I won't mention his name. You know, um, I, about the Asperger's syndrome, it's not something that is part of you and not an excuse. I agree, Cynthia. And I think a lot of people going with, the diagnosis with kids and don't even, you know my thoughts on this, that kids are overly or diagnosed for something they might not have, and it gives them an excuse, and I know that's what you're getting at, getting, you know, an excuse to act a certain way, meaning that, oh, my kid has ADHD or this problem, that's why they act this way, and it's like they excuse it, and they don't hold the kid accountable because of said diagnosis, which is, I think, a bunch of crap. Even though you have a said diagnosis, whatever it may be, you're still held accountable for your actions. And I think a lot of parents use that maybe because they feel guilty or they feel, um, oh my God, I got to take care of my kid because they're special. They have this. I got to protect them and hand feed them until they're an adult. And It's crazy. Um, so I agree. And you look at, because you have a certain diagnosis or situation setback, you know what, that still doesn't give you an excuse to treat other people poorly or to disrespect others or not to have manners. Like I mentioned in the video at the beginning of the show or beginning of this segment about the parenting, about the punk punching out the elderly lady, which is just totally disgusting. Um, you know, on live chat, Princess Fu, you mentioned kids are not taught respect anymore. I agree, Fu. And if I had a kid that wasn't, man, I, I'd probably freaking kill him. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, not literally, well, maybe. I'd probably freaking put them in a home, kick their butt out, because there is no way I would ever allow my child um, to... Um, disrespect or treat others like that uh like anyways and people that know me students people on the art of relationships radio show facebook no i hate uh racism i hate discrimination and i'm all about you know treating other people fairly and equal and you need to take responsibility for the kids and Larry, on the live chat, you mentioned parents seem to not want to take responsibility for their children. I agree. They look at, they're always looking at society or other people to blame uh, for their kids, be it teachers, be it, um, you know, someone else's kid, another parent. That's why you deserve to be disrespected for by my kid because they're allowed. They're my kid. How dare you hold them accountable? And it's pathetic, and it, it's going to raise a situation. We need to get back on that element 
to where we need to hold our kids responsible, not be our kids' best friend, and you know what? Get back to responsibility and discipline aspect. You know, how many kids out there, and I look at, you know, this element that even, you know, I ask, you know, if I work with teens, whatever, that, or, you know, I'm working with a husband and wife and they have a issue or, you know, whatever. One, they have different parenting styles, which happens a lot. One thinks they're too strict on them. The other one's too easy, permissive or passive. And, you know, they look at the the elements to where, um, oh, they excuse the kids and it's ridiculous. You need to hold them accountable. Say, you know, chores, for instance, you know, chores teaches kids responsibility, teaches them a work ethic, and it teaches them, like Larry mentioned in live chat a while ago, it teaches them to work for what they need. And it's like, okay, do kids, do they dirty dishes? Do they dirty their own clothes? Do they bring in track and mud dirt in a house? Absolutely. So why can't they be responsible and help dust, vacuum, wash dishes, take the damn trash out, and take care of their stuff? And a lot of parents I see, they are still taking care of their kids. I see, I know too many parents, they're going in their kid's room and they're teenagers and they're picking up after their teenage kid. And I'm like, oh my God, I shake my head and it's like, well, I'm trying to help them out and they won't do it. I'm like, they won't do it. You need to make them do it. And this is where you, you know, the discipline aspects, you need to take their cell phone away, freaking video games. You need to take the, whatever, you know what? You need to ground their ass. Well, they'll complain and boo and then I don't want to deal with it. That's your job of being a parent to handle those situations and not be passive and not be a wuss to your kids. And you need to look at that your children, you know what? They are not to roll, um, or I should say not roll. They are not to rule the house. That is a parent's job. And too often we have too many parents that are allowing their kids, they're the ones that decide on the rules. They decide on how the household goes. And parents, shame on you for that. Yes, I am bashing you. Shame on you for allowing your kids to be the bosses of your home. And, you know, we looked at one individual, one posting I talk about, um, or I didn't talk about yet, but I look at that... um, They talk about, you know, there's a lot of parents out there that are giving these kids, you know, buying them $100 shoes, $200 shoes, all these $100 pair of jeans. It's ridiculous. And these these parents are going to thrift stores buying their own clothes, which I'm all fine. I go to thrift stores too, but that's not the point. It's like, why are you, you're teaching your kid that they don't have to work for something. You're an adult. You work for your stuff. Why in the hell are you always catering to your kid, right? Again, trying to make your kid happy, trying to feel sorry for your kid. You know what? I get that. And this is what, you know, Cynthia, you mentioned, you want clean clothes, you better have them in the basket. Oh, hold on. Hold on, Cynthia. I'm going to jump 
down your throat in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm joking, of course. You want clean clothes. You better have them in a basket. I'm not cleaning your room. I agree, Cynthia, but um, you want clean clothes. How come, Cynthia, how come your kids are not washing their own clothes? And I know your kids are teens, Cynthia. Um, <laughs> um, I'm looking at why are your kids not washing their own clothes? You're teaching. Remember, chores are also teaching your kids life skills, right? How to do laundry, how to cook, how to wash dishes, how to vacuum, how to dust. You are teaching your kids life skills, right? What are they going to do? Are they going to expect if they go away, live with a roommate or go off to college, that um, they're going to expect you to come there and clean. And if you are a parent and you do that, you know what? Shame on you. You should have your ass beat. <laughs> you should have your ass spanked. And I'm not talking about in a sexually satisfying uh, way. <laughs> uh, Cynthia, um, you just mentioned I want my washer and dryer to last more than a day. But you need to teach them. And you need to teach some responsibility. And I'm not, you know, blown. I remember I, I was, oh, my God, seven, eight years old. We had to wash dishes, learn how to cook, um, start doing our own wash and laundry, eight, nine years old, cutting grass at 10 years old. Um, not that I'm not saying right or wrong. It's got to be age appropriate. But you need, you're teaching life skills. At that, as a kid, you know, you kick and scream and yell and complain. But then you look later on, I had to iron my own, you know, learn how to iron and all this stuff too. And those are skills I used to hate about when I was a kid. Um, but now, you know, it teaches you more independence and it teaches you life skills. And if you look at these elements, parents, you, you need to look at, if it helps you, whatever, sugarcoat it to yourself. You're teaching your kids life skills. You need to understand you are not your child's best friend. You are not. It is not a parent's job to be your kid's best friend, and it is not your job to make sure your kid is happy all the time. Shame on you. And that's where the entitled spoiled, brats, irresponsible, undisciplined, no-mannered kids are growing up to be adults, okay? Um, and I want to go back and Princess Fu, you mentioned in live chat, you mentioned I am guilty of that. I cleaned my daughter's room, Princess Fu, and I mentioned, we talked about this, I think, on Facebook as well. And you know my thoughts on that. And, you know, I hear parents, you know, they play a sport, they have school. And school, you know, it's demanding now. And don't even, I could, that's a whole nother um, issue about the school systems and how whack they are. And they're teaching, you oh boy, I think they're dumbing down our kids in a way. But you look at, in an element, you know, the kids can do that. But, you know what? Maybe if they can't handle all these things, ooh, where does it come? And do you teach boundaries? Do you teach, you know, that there are limitations and there are priorities? And I get, I hear this, Greg, my kid gets straight A, they play volleyball, basketball, baseball, football. You know, I tried, they got homework. I get this. But that means that they can still maybe spend an hour, a couple hours a week to do their room 
help out around the house, um, I'm all for that. You know, I I had to do that stuff. I had to play, you know, I played high school, you know, baseball and all this stuff. You know, I played sports in high school and worked part-time and went to school and still had freaking chores to do, right? Um, cut the grass, wash. I already mentioned that. Laundry, wash, uh, cut the grass, dust, uh, help repair stuff in the house with my dad, uh, home and, you know, whatever, home improvement projects, repair. Um, there was all these things, and it, I learned valuable life skills that I'm, I use today as an adult, and it, it's sad, you know what? Um, Princess Pooh, she washes her clothes and cleans up, but not a real clean in the room. So every couple of months, I clean it good. Okay, Pooh. Yeah, you want me to let you off the hook? Yeah, I get that. Okay, that's good that she washes her clothes and cleans up, okay? that That's cool. Um, and hopefully she's appreciative and thanks you, not, doesn't just um, take it for granted when you clean her room. You know, you, you need to do, um, you know, you have to look at the elements about, you know, we need to teach our kid discipline, responsibility, and a work ethic. And I see that that is not the case in a lot of homes. Not all. There are some good parents, a lot of good parents out there that do instill a work ethic. They do instill responsibility and respect and manners for humankind and the fellow people in the world. I'm all for that, and I give you, yeah, that was a clap, a huge clap uh, for people that are doing their job and I tell people it is not an easy task, as you know, to be a good parent, to be disciplined, and to deal with a kid that will rant and rave and throw a temper tantrum if they don't get their way um, and not allow your kid, you know, that you're not giving in to your kid. That takes discipline. That takes that's a good parent. These parents that allow these kids to get their way, throw temper tantrums, and continue repeated behavior without any real hard uh, discipline measures um, that hit home with them. Um, you know what? Mm, you need to jump up and you need to toughen up a little bit as a parent. Um, you know, take their cell phone away. And I get, oh, my God, Greg, if I won't be able to get a hold of them, I won't be able to let them use a friend's cell phone if necessary, if it's an emergency. Crap, we all made it without cell phones in school growing up. They weren't around, right? So what did you do? Maybe they have to call, uh, use the office phone in school if there's an emergency, right? You, There's so many excuses and so many insecurities as parents and you're so worried about oh my kid my kid might hate me and what would they do without their phone you know what you need to hit them where it hurts and throw discipline measures and i tell people you need to get the kids where it hurts if you are making it too easy for the kid they're not going to learn and they're going to say oh it's no big deal what's the real consequence here it's it's not a big deal so it's not teaching me not to do things again because it's not a big deal. I could care less about this consequence or this discipline measure. It's not a big deal. You need to get the kids that hurt on an emotional level big time, okay? So try to spread the word and try to 
you know, sort of beef up your parenting skills. And the way I, I see, you know, also the way that these kids are talking to their parents and talking to other adults and talking, you know, to other people. And I look like that. Oh, my God, when these kids get older, how are they going to talk to a boss, right? How are they going to talk to their boss when they're older, a manager? How are they going to talk to teachers and all this stuff? Not that, you know, we all know we have there's bad bosses, uh, bad teacher. We know this. But as a whole, they're going to be disrespectful and they're going to look at, oh, that, I, you know, I was speaking my mind. I had a right to speak my mind. And my manager or my boss fired me. How dare they? And they put the blame on everybody else instead of looking at themselves. Parents, you need to teach your kids discipline. You need to teach them responsibility. And you need to hold them accountable for their actions, right? Big time. They're always using these excuses, you know, assault and battery or whatever, or these teenage boys or young adult boys, you know, they're date raping these girls or women. And all of a sudden, oh, your honor, he didn't know. He was drunk. He was high. And they're using this as an excuse. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You know why? You need to hold your kids. Maybe if you did hold your kids responsible and use tough discipline measures, maybe their kids wouldn't be little shits later on doing this stuff, right? And being entitled and thinking they can do whatever they want to do without any consequences. And this is the parent's job to instill this. So, yes, I do blame a lot of parents out there if they're not able to step it up and maybe suck it up and toughen up as a parent a little bit, okay? Um, so, you need to be consistent and not passive parenting, okay? Be consistent. The kid, if you set a consequence, be consistent. You can be consistent. Like I said, nine times out of ten, terrific. That one time you let that kid get away with something, they're going to remember that one time you let him get away. You know what? You need to be consistent. Make sure they don't get away with a lot of the same thing over and over again. Be consistent. Be disciplined. And if something doesn't work the first time, you better get tougher and not allow your kid to be disrespectful to you or, you know, other people, other adults out there, okay? Um, I am going to say good night to everybody out there. Hopefully everybody listened a little bit about men versus women. Forget about the verses. Work together. Join together. Look at, you know, identifying your identity as a man, your identity as a woman, and also your partner's um, identity and what they want as, you know, to be treated as a man, as a woman. Get rid of the stereotypes and get more at the individual aspects out there and just finish it up, okay? I might end up ticking a lot of people off out there about the parenting dynamics, but I'm speaking from them the heart out there. I want kids to be disciplined. I want them to be uh, responsible. And yes, I want there to be their own identity and to be expressive, but they can do so in a very cordial and a very respectful manner. And that's your job as a parent to instill discipline, responsibility, and of course, a work ethic, okay? Don't be your kid's best friends, and it is not your job 
to make your kid happy all the time. Get rid of this token society about every kid gets a trophy for no matter what. Um, everybody wins. That's not how the real world works. And it's a pathetic system that is out there now in society. We need to flip that script and make some changes on it big time, okay? Um, big, big, big time. Okay, this is the Art of Relationships radio show. Make sure to check out my uh, website, the Art of relationships.org my facebook greg dzinski d-u-d-z-i-n-s-k-i you can catch me on follow me please on facebook on instagram on twitter <laughs> my twitter uh handle is uh greg's g-r-e-g-s underscore art a-r-t as an art of relationships everybody have a very happy hump night wednesday night And much love and peace to you from the Art of Relationships radio show and myself, Greg Dzinski, Detroit's love guru. Take care, everybody. You're listening to the Art of Relationships radio show on the podcast Detroit Network.